0: Welcome to the TFW Podcast post-show. All in, AEW. Um, we're not going to get right into it. If we got right into it, it would be like a, a normal show where we talk about Bill Brooks and what he's done and all that kind of good stuff. Let's hold back for a second. Let's hold back on that for a second. Let's introduce the peeps firsthand. Rhodes and I are on location. We could lie and say stage at Wembley, but no, we're not. We're just in a hotel room, separate rooms, so you guys don't get the, the echoes and such. just here, Ishan is here, ladies and germs, what's up? Give it to me.
1: What's hey, going yeah. on? What's going on?
2: You are kind of going in and out of there again, but we're all good. I'm good. Ready to talk about All In, ready to talk about some big things that happened this week too in wrestling.
0: So everything we're going to talk about is really the show we just saw. We got to start off with, um, first, I want to make sure that we're good here. So you said I'm, the audio going in and out, you said?
2: No, I just showed signal.
0: The signal's going in and out.
2: Mm-hmm. Am I good now? So far, yeah. It's like when your voice gets right. elevated, that's when it starts getting. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Is that it is? Oh, I'll myself a concussion. I'll, I'll make sure my
0: I'll make sure my voice does not get elevated. If that's the case, we don't we don't want that to happen. Ishan just made himself a margarita, so we'll see uh, about where he's at. Fifteen minutes into the show, how you feeling right now, man? You feeling all right?
1: Oh, everything is great right now. Everything is great right. Now. I'm just sipping.
2: I'm Let me dying. show you
1: what I'm working with. Here I have we go. Nothing
2: in here. Oh, nice ball glass there like that yes ma'am ishan,
0: ishan was on record on wednesday's pod i asked both of you hey what's your excitement level of the show or said she was at a seven Eshan was on record as saying he was at a two and if it wasn't for this podcast he wasn't doing the post show right after he wouldn't even order the show before we get into the show i would just like to ask you my good man did the show surpass your expectations
1: you know, also, I said that uh, I was attending the AEW show in Atlanta, and that show probably would hook me. And it did. It was a great show. I had a great time there. Um, probably the best AEW live event that I experienced in Atlanta. And I've been to, I believe, all of them uh, in the past, how long have I been there? Five years. Um, great time there with my buddy, uh, Brandon. We were kind of off to the side. Next to the um like the entrance where the guys go in and out when they're making run ins, et cetera. I felt like we had like a little backstage assets. It was really cool, it was great fun, it was a great experience. So, like that same that same positive energy went into me watching the show, and it was a really, really great show, guys. I'm ready to talk to you guys about it. But man, I, I'm sure we gotta talk about something right before we talk about the show, right, Matt?
0: We do, man. We gotta get into uh we have not potted since we lost two legends. In the, the world of wrestling. So, of course, we got to give our thoughts, condolences, and share our, our positive, fun vibes for Terry Funk, for Bray Wyatt. Uh, both passed away, or Terry Funk passed away on Wednesday. Bray passed away on Thursday. Um, In regards to Terry Funk, depending on how old you are, you may not be too familiar with the Funker. Terry Funk is somebody that anybody in wrestling would look at as a legend Terry Funk had a run in ECW at the age of 50. Put that in perspective. And he went for years after that, had a quick run in WWE as Chainsaw Charlie with Mick Foley. And it was cool because one of the things that Cody said, which Cody bodied that, um, I don't even know what you want to call it. I, I, it was more than a promo. So I don't want to, just, I don't want to say just promo, but he bodied, uh,
2: Like a a homage, a tribute, a tribute.
0: Yeah, him talking about Terry Funk on SmackDown. One of the things he said, which was really, really cool, he said Terry was the guy that would always give you the rub. He would pull you from the bottom and bring you up to his level. And that was one of the first times as a younger teenager of me really being able to notice the rub. And it was with the New Age Outlaws on Monday Night Raw. You guys remember, I'm sure you've seen in video packages, if you weren't watching wrestling back then, that was where the New Age Outlaws pushed Mick Foley at the time, I think it was Cactus Jack, and Chainsaw Charlie off the uh, stage onto the ground in the garbage can. And at the time, the New Age Outlaws were not what we know of them with DX and what they became and all that. They were just two guys that was put together, and now we're going to try a hill run with them. And I remember watching that at the time, and I was like, that's a pretty big deal. Like they're not at that level when they gave him that. And you look up and all of a sudden now new age outlaws gets with DX and they're off to the races. So I really, really enjoy that. You may not know much about Terry funk. Any memories of actually watching funk?
2: Nope. Not at all. I just knew that um, Mick Foley always rep him as much as he could, that he channeled his inner hardcore style. And credited it to Terry Funk. Is this thing on?
1: I hear you, Rhodesia. Did you? Did you? Uh, <laughs> you guys drop off?
2: But must must be mad, just dropping off. I told you. You see, if you see his face, he's going. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> What was,
1: your, what was your um best memories and first memories of Terry Funk you gosh i can't i can't even tell you what my first memories of him were cuz he, he's like one of those uh family members that, or cousins that you've always been around
2: mm-hmm.
1: like right and you just can't think of like hey when's the first picnic that i saw you at or was the first family event that i've seen him i've seen him in so many places um uh, for so long um big fan of his um I would say probably my most memorable run of his was back in the late 80s. Um, I believe he had just came back to NWA and he feuded with Rick Flair. Um, that was a really good feud. Cause I wasn't a I respected Rick's career. I thought he was great in the, back in the day, but I wouldn't say he was my favorite wrestler. Um, I acknowledge how charismatic he was, how good in the ring he was. Um, but their feud was really awesome. Um, Chainsaw Charlie was another one. I saw some of his ECW stuff. He's just been around in a high level in so many different promotions. Um RIP and uh, rest in peace, Terry.
2: Um, I know you just cut out for a second there when you said Chainsaw Charlie. Was that when he was in WWE then?
1: Yeah, that's when he came back with Cactus and uh, or Mankind and they were feuding against the New Age Outlaws.
2: Cool, cool, cool. Yep, RIP Terry. Fonk. Yep,
0: and then... Uh... Yeah, you know, had to run in almost any territory or promotion that was worth it. And then we all know in Love Break, we know what that's about. You know, just from a situation on a a sad piece, man, my heart breaks for JoJo, his kids, Bo, his sisters, his his dad, his family. That's, you know, we know that Twitter and social media has had an outpour of, of love and support over the last few days. I'm just so happy and and I guess blessed to say that, man, we got a chance to see him in his element and give us his art. Everybody has been talking about just how creative he was and the mind for the business that he had and how original he was. And man, for us to be able to be able to experience that, I I just hope that he knew how loved he was the outpouring of support that uh, I saw over the last couple of days with Bray. I just man like, you know, a lot of times you just wish we could say like that, because it was no uh, bickering back and forth over stupid stuff on. So we're back to it now. It's, boy, as soon as Nigel McGinnis announced how many people paid to get into All-In, you would have thought somebody on Twitter said that WWE is the worst promotion in the world because those toxic fans that are only about just WWE and everything else can, can suck it. And there's AW people like that, too. It was was ridiculous on social media. So I guess we're back to now normal. That like now it's, you know, one against one and all that kind of stuff. But just super happy to be able to experience Bray and his different characters that he brought to the table and all that kind of good stuff. What about you guys?
2: You go back and watch these videos of his promos in the ring and his video packages out of the ring. And it's almost eerie to the sense because just some of the things he said... It's almost like, and I wasn't even a Pac fan, but there was times they would talk about well, Pac and Biggie, like the things they would say in their raps before they died. It was almost like, wow, they were talking from, from beyond. And with Bray, that was just one thing about him. His mind, to be able to come up with things was just so incredible. You know, so when you first told me about what happened with him, man, my heart, my heart literally broke. You know, I'm older. I was older than Bray. So this is somebody who's younger than me that's gone. And it's just like, how? Like, why? Why? More importantly, Um, that's when I guess you just go deep down and you you go to and rely on faith and just say, hey, thank God. Thank the universe for giving us Bray for the time we did have him and then just be grateful in that moment. But everything that he did. it's just, it was just—it was almost like a masterpiece. It was masterful, and and then you can see with all the wrestlers that was close with them, they all loved him. Everyone said how great of a guy he was. You know, the good guy young. I see.
1: Yeah, you know what? I still haven't processed this one yet. Uh, I I usually uh, I didn't watch SmackDown yet, and I pretty much didn't follow Twitter um, after he passed. I was actually busy with work most of the day, so I never really got a chance to kind of. Really gather my thoughts around it, but uh, it's just sad. Probably is the reason why I'm kind of not trying mm-hmm. to. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really sad because I you know you guys know how big of a, a Bray fan I, I was. I was looking forward to him coming back. Um, I saw a post briefly. That's why I kind of just turned Twitter off. Um, I think his bootmaker had just made some boots for him for his mm-hmm. uh, eventual return, wow. and that's just that just hit for me. Man, I'm like I can't do this today, man. Because um, yeah. you know we're you know especially Matt and I. Rhodesia, we've been watching wrestling forever, right? And we've seen so many legends pass too early, right? We've seen so many of them wrestle, me uh, pass away. Um, but it, it seemed like the the new crop of wrestlers kind of learned the lessons from the guys in the past. And but now you're still getting, you know, life is still hitting us. We had Bray, you know, Brody was another one, man. Like Brody was for me just starting to hit his stride as a character, and. He passed and then um well, my man Jay passed. Um that was another one. of I mean, these guys just passing way too soon and I feel bad for the kids and the families. Um rest in peace. Much love and respect to everyone, the families. Um I, another weird thing about me, like uh like even like in these games I, I love, like I'll stop mm-hmm. using guys like if, if they pass away. Like I just can't. For me, I don't know what it is, but you mean like I,
0: 2K or, or whatnot?
1: Yeah, I'll stop in 2K. I'll I'll stop using guys if if they've gone. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to honor Bray. Um, this is going to be a way for me to continue being a fan of his is to digitally allow him to live on on my TV screen. Um, so much love, RIP to him and uh, love to his family.
0: There it is. All right. I am. uh, Give me like 15 seconds because we are we are not live on Twitter. And I think I just figured out where to go. So give me a second. You guys talk amongst yourself. You y'all know where we starting. Y'all know where we're going to start. If y'all want to start talking about CM Punk and Jack Perry, if you want to do that, by all means, do that. Let me go ahead and uh, tweet out this link right now.
2: Well, I'm not Mm-mm-mm. about to sit up here and waste any more of my time talking about Phil Brooks. So if Eshaan wants to go ahead and start talking about the tomfoolery that's always surrounding him, go right ahead.
1: I, look, this is this is Toxic Jack. This Toxic Jack started this. punk. Well, I got a plug back in London. He told me Punk's minding his <laughs> own business, eating a donut talking on the phone, playing with the dog, and then all of a sudden Jack busts up in the locker room talking about Crimea River and talking about some glass. You know? But at the same time though, my man Miro, he went on Twitter, where just you might not be uh you might not know about this, but Miro went on Twitter and said fake news. Wow. Fake news. So, so maybe you, this didn't happen. What's
2: fake news? Fake news that there was no Everything. or fake news that Punk that Jack um, instigated it first, or what? Well, we know he instigated it first when he said "real glass," or whatever he said when on that limo scene, or the back body drop or suplex it was. But what's fake news?
1: Well, real news was that Phil was minding his own business eating donuts, mm. but before the altercation,
2: eating donuts before the match. After the match, I thought this was after, before. I, this happened, I thought, right before well, him and Donuts ain't happening. Yeah, the- this happened the don- right before don- don- he went out with Joe. The donuts <laughs> <the> don-
1: <laughs> happened. Yeah, the donuts <laughs> happened, and um, I guess the whole thing—I guess it's made up. That's that's what Miro's saying. He said to the well, article that was uh that uh Shine put out. He said, it was fake news."
2: Where there's smoke, there's fire. That's how I look at it. So was Miro- was Miro and Gorilla the whole time? Where did this ex- allegedly happen at? Do we even know that much? Right before
0: Punk came out for. His match
2: so if you had to hear it for that then that would mean in a gorilla right and not like in a locker room correct i wonder i wonder where cash was at during that time
0: <laughs> had it on him <laughs> well we he didn't
2: get he, he didn't get there fast enough evidently huh
0: <laughs> we know what it is he had it on him. my apologies guys we're still trying to get this uh live on twitter we thought we had it i see it but i don't think that we're uh we're live for some reason. I don't think it's there, but we are on YouTube, which is fantastic. And then, of course,
2: hey, YouTube,
0: yep, of course, you guys can listen to it after we post. It. I'm going to continue to try to look into it, but let's go ahead and get this thing started.
1: Um, Hey, we're, we're, right, we're, real pause for a second. Man, yes. I, I got to acknowledge Brandon. This is a perfectly fine drinking glass, sir. OK, it got a little blue down there. It's nice and white, enough for the beverage. This is a great drinking glass. I recommend it.
2: Well, Go to ahead, be Matt. fair, Brandon. or to be fair, to Brandon, that is more like a martini glass and not more of a margarita thank glass. You. No, when I'm no, I'm agreeing you say with thank Brandon. You, you don't even
0: know why you're saying.
2: i you. I'm, I'm agreeing <laughs> with Brandon. I'm saying that that's more of a martini glass than it is a margarita glass.
0: <laughs> Jesus H. Price. Ah, uh, so here here's the thing. Let's let's get into. Before we get to the punk stuff, and then we can go over any matches you guys want to go to, we got to talk about the main event. Which I thought the main event was fantastic. Let's just talk about first the the fill of the show. Tony, or like I said, Nigel came out and said it was 81,035 people paid attendance, paid. which is the largest, attention, uh, largest attendance in the history of wrestling paid. Uh, I guess he had just announced at the scrum that there was over 90,000 people in attendance, which is incredible. They also announced they're going back next year, August 25th, back in Wembley for All In. So this is evidently their WrestleMania now, which is great for them. But let me ask you guys, just in terms of the look, the feel of the show, what'd you guys think about just that piece? Did this show live up to, from a aesthetic presentation, the hype of being the biggest wrestling show in
2: history? Aesthetically, yes. The um, production I thought was fine, except for when I saw my man pushing MJF down the ramp. I thought that was a little um, nasty there. But overall, production wise and aesthetically, I think it looked great. I just felt off with the show, but I just think a lot of it has to do with one, I'm not at home watching it like I normally would watch a PLE or a pay per view. Um, And two, it's early. (laughs) You know, I'm used to watching wrestling shows later in the evening. So it's kind of, I think that just threw my vibe off. They
0: went about five hours, and I'm like, "All right, what's next?" Usually, if it's at night, after about three hours, I'm like, "Man, yeah, this show's mm-hmm. getting long in the tooth."
2: Real. So I just felt a little off to me overall. Um, I would just say that, but I think it was more so a me thing and not a them thing.
1: No, I I thought the the sh- I I actually thought it did a great job with production. I thought the show looked good. Um, I like the earlier show to be honest with you, especially on a Sunday. As Matt said, man, like you start these shows at eight o'clock. It's damn near midnight, one o'clock, before these things, you know, are all over, man. And look, I gotta I, I I work in Atlanta, so I gotta get up butt crack at dawn to get to work by nine o'clock. So I appreciate it. I, I loved everything about it. I think it was a it's a great way to spend a Sunday. Hey, so I wonder where do, where do people get Sunday from? Like, right? Instead of Sunday, they say Sunday.
2: You the first I thought first was a I great way
1: that? to spend a Sunday.
2: You're the first. You never heard Sunday before? Never heard it.
1: Or, Matt, you heard people say Sunday before.
2: Oh uh, No, how about this? Uh, how how
0: does Wednesday become a thing? Oh, Explain Wednesday. to me from looking at it W E D N E S D A Y.
2: That oh, the, is Wednesday. <laughs> mean the, That's not Wednesday. 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 <laughs> we have to find out Wednesday. the origin, the, the root word, like what's the origins of, of Wednesday? where it came from, what language it came from, and then that would probably work.
1: Man, what did you think about the production, man? I know you're like, you see things on production that I don't always notice. What'd you think?
2: You know, it's funny, man.
0: I am, um, anybody who watches and listens to the show weekly know that I give AEW a hard time, which I should. it have been around for four plus years. The production snafus and misses happen a little too often. I cannot complain today. Kudos to the AEW team. From the entrances to the lighting to the pyro to the camera work all top notch that that show looked like it belonged. I always look at when you you see shows like this, this was somebody's first a e w show they've ever seen, just Ooh-Ooh. as WrestleMania every year. you get some casuals that ever you know we hey we're gonna come over to your house and we we'll watch or we go to a bar, whatever the case may be. There were a lot of people that this was the first time they laid eyes on a e w there's no way they didn't walk away impressed. Tonight was the best of AEW. And that's even with some misses. It's still the best of AEW. When AEW first started, they talked about AEW is what you are going to get um from perspective of a perspective of a buffet. You may not watch everything just like at a buffet you may not eat everything, but there's be something that you like and you are going to be all about it. Same thing tonight, but with all in. No matter what you like. If you like technical wrestling, it was there. If you like hardcore wrestling, if it was there. If you like blood and guts, it was there. If you like tag team wrestling, it was there. If you like big star entrances, it was there. They checked off every single box. So you got to shout them out for that. I thought they did fantastic. I I really did. I, I was a little worried that when I saw the stage, the stage wasn't as grand as I had probably hoped it would be. It still looked good. But I was like, man, I hope this show comes across as a big deal. And it did. And they even got up, uh, took up another notch when it started getting dark out there in Wembley. Because then you could really see the lighting treatment and and how they were lighting the ring and the staging and and the crowd. Hats off to AEW. Besides what we're about to talk about, it has to be looked at as just a a rousing success of a night. $10 million, it looks like, minimum, was the gate. That's incredible. Unfortunately for... Tk, fortunately for us as fans, I think he spends all of it on entrance
2: music. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> Matt. When Seraya came out, I was like, uh, "Tony got to pay for that."
0: <laughs> big money. He got it. We big money. We will rock you. Ain't cheap. Sting coming out to what he came out to. Big money. It ain't cheap.
2: So
1: maybe hey, that's Matt name. Rhodesia, we got it. We got we got the money. We good. We Who good.
2: Who's yeah, I don't got that money because if we do, I wouldn't be sitting on a toilet right now no, trying to record. No, I, I, think he's a,
0: saying we, a, I think he's
1: saying we as if... A.W. And, a, and Big Daddy. A-W. Yeah. Ah,
0: got it. That's
1: my Yeah, A.W. and Big Daddy. We got it. We good. I,
0: I think he's also saying we, even though he was only looking forward to this show and it was like a two out of ten.
2: That is
1: true.
0: You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I digress. You're yeah, was bringing
1: I up some. I was bringing up old shit. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I
0: digress. Uh, all right, so let, let's get into the the punk stuff. So, e you kind of ran it down. Word is, uh, Jack Perry told Punk go to hell. I can use Real Glass if I want to. Punk had an issue with it. They get into it. Oh, uh, and actually, Tony Khan is on the screen now, and I just saw that he said. It was an altercation and he can't speak on it. It is being internally investigated.
2: Oh God. But we
0: knew that would be the answer. All right? MJF and Adam Cole is at the podium right now.
2: So then that means that the fake news that Miro was talking about is maybe just what went down, not or how it went down, not what <laughs> went down. Correct. Clearly Correct. Something or or down.
1: maybe or maybe the flavor of the donut, and who knows? But <laughs> no, we, we, we what we donut. do know. But what we do know is that uh that it sound like See him punt not knee cash. It's like he handled Jack on his own. Sure did. And got his ass kicked out. <laughs> that's a man, look, that's horrible, right? I'm, like, I'm not here they, to disrespect Jack. Me and Jack, Jack, we we boys.
0: They told Jack to walk home. They told Jack was like <clears throat> I live in America, they were like walk home.
1: You he got, got his know. ass whooped and then got kicked out. God damn. He's to, to how mean. you gonna start a fight, get your ass whooped and get kicked out.
0: Get choked out. Mm. And they're like, nah, man, you gotta go. I wonder if we saw the, have we seen the last of Jack Perry on, on AEW TV? Like, legit
1: question. Absolutely not. Because here's, here's what we do know is that right now, Jack Perry is not playing a character. This is who he is. And it's playing out on TV. This is going to be great heat for him. I think, I think we're going to see the best of uh, Jack Perry coming soon.
0: I think you got to make a statement and I'm not saying that he's fired, but we know a suspension has to come. Sorry. Right, so, so let, let's get down to the real. So this is what they said. According to one side of the story is claiming mm-hmm. that Jack Perry approached CM punk backstage and stepped in his face. And then he bumped CM punk. Mm. punk hold
1: on. Hold
0: on, on, hold, on, on hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. You said that who went into whose face?
1: Jack.
0: Correct. He got into his face. CM punk. He approached CM punk backstage. Stepped into CM Punk's face and then he bumped CM Punk. Got it. Period, right there. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Punk was then said to have pushed Jack Perry. Okay. Hey, man, back up. I'm about to go out and wrestle. You heard Joe's music? I'm up next. Okay. I'm leading the show. Got it. I'm on the real show. I ain't on the pre show. Got it. That was what Punk probably said. Got it. Punk then, or Perry then allegedly, came at Punk. And then CM Punk choked up Perry.
1: Hey, I got extra news on here. was like Jack smacked the donut out of Phil's hand. If that ain't disrespect, I don't know what is.
2: You know, you shouldn't be disrespecting Punk, he's, saying he's, he's eating head, a donut before he's about to have a match with he's Joe. He's
0: to the ring. <laughs> At this point, cult personality is ringing off in Wembley, And he's got Jack Perry in the guillotine. And he's like, I told you, little man, he gave him a Not too. use real glass, he gave him a nudge. We don't do that here on collision. And they're like, This isn't collision, collision. <laughs>
2: this is all in. <laughs> this is all
0: in. He got up off Jack Perry, ran oh, yeah. through the curtain, made in time to start the pay-per-view like he should have. At this point, this is when the officials are telling Jack Perry, You got to walk home, dude. And he's like, My hotel is five miles away. They're like, No, not the hotel, you got to walk home. So thoughts and prayers to Jack Perry. Hopefully, like, I don't know where he's at right now. Can I don't even know, can you? You can't even drive, right? You got you got to take a flight mm-hmm. from England to America.
2: Yeah, cross the pond. He,
1: he got an Uber.
0: Exactly. Anna Prya was there. I mean. Anna
1: Pryor was there. She probably hooked him up.
0: Good thing is he dropped the FTW title to hook. So he's no longer a title holder. So they don't have to run a storyline come Wednesday. Nope. If that is accurate. So then that was what my assumption is Miro was arguing or saying it was not true. All his response was that's fake and untrue. Let's play a little bit of schools we know this happened. Right? We know for 100% fact this happened. Is there any way Is there any way Jack Perry was not in the wrong for what happened.
2: Okay. Well, so there's two levels of wrong. You know, the sticks and stones can break mm. bones, but words never hurt me. So what he was wrong mm. to start with by saying that line on live TV, like, again, why are you airing your dirty laundry? So he was wrong there. The real wrong came on whoever contacted who first. So if it's real
0: a situ- glass, go cry me a river.
2: Is that what it said? <laughs> he said, so, so mm-hmm. that was wrong. That 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 start. That was the instigating part of <laughs> of being wrong. Now then, the wrong wrong would be then who touched who first. Because we can know back in the day when you were in school, it was like the person who touched first got the suspension. So whoever mm-hmm. touched first, if he really bumped them, or if it was just a commotion, and Punk took it as a bump, like get out my face, you're too close to me. We really don't know how that went down. So whoever touched the person first will be ultimately the wrong wrong person. And you know, because I'm a punk hater, I think he did it first. I think he thought that um, Jack Perry bumped him. And he was like, Get out of my face and pushed him. And then Jack Perry's like, What? Because you know how they come up like that. And then that's when Punk was like, This is my opportunity to choke you out.
1: It's ridiculous. Hey, pastries need love too. And look, Jack, we're going to talk about this, okay? Can we end this together? We end this together. A-W, we end this together, okay? We, we, we need to understand. There's different ways to express ourselves and we have problems and issues. That was not the time, Jack, okay? If you had a problem with Punk, it wasn't the time before his match. You have to understand, this is the largest wrestling event watched in history. We got 85,000 people in Wembley. We got the opener, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. I don't even know how to say Samoa Joe incorrectly like Matt Frank Rhodesia does. Um, but we got Samoa Joe and CM Punk, and you gonna holler at CM Punk right before he about to go out to talk to him about some god dang glass, man. Look, I get it. We you young, you dumb, and you feel of cum. I get it. I was there back when I was your age, okay? But that wasn't the time, okay? You so was what, Oh man, a little bit. Yeah, I do actually. That was a good time too, man. Look, you know, you know, the early 20s, man. Woo! But anyway, um, that just wasn't the time, Jack. Okay, so you, you you got to take an L on this one. We're going to talk about it later. It's going to be all right. But we're going to get through this as a team.
0: And I don't know if it is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I I don't know.
2: What well, we do know, though, do it. is I just did it. that there are certain people. I don't know if we're over-talking to each other because I hear you in the <laughs> other room talking, but... Well, we no, no, I
0: just said I figured out, I figured what? out how to tweet out the link.
2: Why oh, no? we're live on Twitter. Now? Oh my god, no, let's start all over. Let's start, let's start all over. Hey, welcome. All right, no, we're not. Podcast. No. This, is the, CfW this podcast? is the three of us, mm.
0: Rhodesia, yeah. oh, well, Matt, and Shane. We, yeah, we've been going for like 20 minutes, so we
1: yeah, really start we gotta over. keep welcome going. To
0: uh-huh. The Twitter fam that is now watching the live stream, we've talked about uh Bray Wyatt, we've talked about Terry peace. Funk, so RIP to those legends, right. we talked about. Phil and Jack getting into it right before his match, but no, that's legendary though. Now, like, let's talk from a CM Punk status. Legend. Has there ever been somebody who shoot choke somebody out before their match, goes out, puts on a great match, wins that match, and just and still at Wembley. So the person that got choked out had to go. You gotta leave. Get out. You're no longer. Needed here. Go go with your friend, Brian Pilmer Jr. to NXT. Get out of here. We didn't make a show for you. We made a show for Punk. Punk can do no wrong. CM Punk. Even more, was Tony Khan like chanting CM Punk? CM Punk? Wow. He was choking out Jack Perry in Gorilla? Or do you, you think that didn't happen?
1: Just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking.
2: I'm over it. I'm telling you that right now. I'm completely over it. I'm <laughs> completely over it.
1: Look, it was just it was it was it was a growing moment for Jack. Okay, it was a learn it a growing moment for Jack. You know, Phil and I we passed all that. Okay, we had a great match. We had a great start to the show. Or did you, how did you feel about your girl Mercedes being in the crowd? It looked like she was fully engaged too.
2: Saw her twice. I'm really excited. Three times. I, oh, I Three times, twice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just, I just, like that because you want uh, to start
1: all over. Uh, yes, oh, my God.
2: Welcome yeah. to the TFW podcast. <laughs> I am one-third of the host of TFW. No, Mercedes Monet. I did think that we would see something else, but I guess, I mean, whatever comes from it, I'm just going to sit back and wait for her to return to WWE as number 30 in Royal Rumble next year. I think you can
0: kiss that one goodbye now. Mm. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Because either way, even if she does not do business with aew it's still great to have her on tv showing that she's in the crowd so that that's a big look regardless
2: i want to jump back real quick on one thing because it just popped in my head because we were thinking about people in the audience um and it reminded me of the commentators when the trios match happened and they did a tribute to bray i just love we're at a point now in wrestling where the commentators can talk about. Well, I, I guess really it was only WWE that it was kind of like that, but that they can talk about other people in other companies and how much their impact was within the whole industry. That that was really classy for me. I really wanted to, to acknowledge that to to the commentators when they rep Ray Wyatt.
0: They did it at the beginning of the pre pre show. Okay. And then how incredible was House of Black's entrance? As a uh, yeah, love that absolutely. Love that. But back to uh, Mercedes. Word is that she did meet with Tony Khan and they are open to do business. Sweet. So, but she looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. She, she, she looked like a star. That she is. So then showed we a few in, times in the
1: crowd. Yep. We
2: jump ahead of time then. And she's back in, or she's in AEW. Who's she going against? Would this be what we see her at, against Jade? Like what we thought was going to happen a year ago? Who would you give her first?
1: Soraya. Story's built.
2: That's right. We got a, a new AEW champion.
1: champion. Let's go, my baby. Sareh, she looked beautiful too. Look I, can have, I, I can't. I can't
2: even hit on that. I was so happy for how that went down. So was happy. That the match
0: that you didn't care about. Um, even getting yeah. a prediction on the prediction show Cause I think you that's didn't care. true.
2: Yeah.
0: After yeah. after you got on your after you got on your high horse a couple weeks ago and <laughs> tried to talk about how we all need to treat women's wrestling more, and the show only had like one woman's wrestling match on the card. You couldn't even give a prediction. You talking about that match?
1: So here we go. Matt, bring up some old shit. Now, what I will say, what I will say is that we needed to create better stories for our women to engage in. Is what my point was. It had nothing to do with women. If men were in bad storylines, I wouldn't watch them damn matches either. That, That wasn't my point. The point was that we needed to probably get some writers that specifically write for women so they can have better voices and very better character. But guess what? My girl, Soraya, who I've always been a champion for, who I said should be the next biggest star in AEW next to CM Punk. She's where she needs to be as she has, at, she's a champion and she looked phenomenal. Another great win for our great company, AEW.
0: Ernie, you want to answer that? No,
2: it's not, it's not worth my energy. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it moving. Oh, but how freaking cool, though, was it to come out with her whole family? Like, and her mom looked like a straight badass. I knew she was a badass when she first came out. And then for her to hold her up like that, but then she, didn't, oh, she took it too, but and laid out, loved it. I know, and I know she got goosebumps going through that too. I, I just love the whole interaction. And I what, didn't want Saray to win at all. I'm a one that she did the retaining. Right, I think I said Looking that last badass, week as well. I'm like, um, even, but in I that mean, moment, you
0: can, you can just imagine she was like, hey, if I can get any type of physicality in, I'm down.
2: Yeah. She's, she's <laughs> like, I, I'll take I'll take anything. I'll take a DDT at this point. Because <laughs> you saw it. you saw it right in her eyes when she sold. But so happy for that and for her to get that moment. You know, it's damn near gave her life, you know, to the industry. Luckily, was able to come back after a neck injury. I'm, I'm I'm happy for her. I don't know if I want a long reign, but we'll see. We see the story that they tell here and mm-hmm. what they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, and shout out to her too for being able to come back where she wasn't supposed to wrestle ever again, right? Mm-hmm. And now she's she's there. Shout out to her. You know, great moment makes sense now from a storyline perspective. Just like the trios
2: title oh my change
0: storyline perspective, they got to make it work come Wednesday or come Saturday. But in the moment, they both were probably the right call. I mean, they spent two months putting over that Billy Gunn's retiring. He wasn't going to come back and wrestle this match to lose again. Now, where does House of Black go from here? That's that's what I'm most intrigued about. I don't know if that was like a, a semi face turn at the end where they tried to give the belts to them. I like I, I'm a little I'm a little confused just kind of what that looks like. But this is why we watch wrestling because they can make it all make sense once again come Wednesday or, or Saturday. But uh was not a fan of the title change. I did like just the last sequence that they had with King in the in the ring and taking the multiple finishers, you know, back to back, kicked out at one the first time and then they did it again. So I, I did enjoy that. Everybody still, you know, came out of that match looking strong. But just from a optics, optics perspective, for y'all to put in two months of a story for Billy Gunn, a little bit of a head scratcher
2: I was going to say, when we got to talking about this match, I was going to get up from the podcast and go to the bathroom. Can't do that. I'm already in here. Um, But I was so, so, so mad that they dropped their titles. Again, maybe I had super high expectations watching, you know, match after match, banger after banger that they've had on Collision, talking about House of Black. And then there's just no way to me that the claim that Billy Guns can beat them after just some of the things I've been seeing them do on collision. Okay, whatever. I like the sequence that you said, because I even asked you asked me, you were like, well, what was the final sequence? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. And actually, that's not a me thing. It's a them thing. I should have remembered how that ended like that. But it, it didn't wasn't impactful for me, but whatever. And then them handing it over. Okay, I was okay with that. Um, the only great thing that I got out of that whole thing was um, Julia getting the scissor me done. I thought that was incredible, and I thought that was so fun. But other than that, so mad that they dropped the titles, and I'm angry about it because I don't think that that was the right call because I, I can't really see Billy Guns going on a trios run. Because, again, it's not believable. He's huge, and he's jacked. I'm not going to ever take and that And he's away also from only
0: him. one person, so his name is Billy Gunn. I say
2: Billy that all Guns. the time. So it's Peter Gunn's. Yeah. Peter Guns has an S on it. Peter thing, right?
0: Guns, yeah, shout out to hip hop. Yeah, he has he has that okay. at the end of his But name. but
2: you know, all black people and, and put S's Z. on everything.
0: That's a Z. But yeah, Peter but, Guns with a Z. Yeah.
2: This is, this all is Billy black Gunn people with an okay, N. Attention, all black people put S's on the back of things all the time. Kroger's, Myers, GMs, Fords. It's always S.
0: Evidently. <laughs> Jesus. Ishan, what'd you think about you are huge with the Sisame game? What did you think about that finish?
1: Yeah, it was... um, I guess it was kind of bittersweet. Um, I had a weird feeling afterwards. I was kind of like, oh, when it happened a little bit. But I I do enjoy um, the acclaimed. They're not as hot as they were when they were tag team champions. Mm -hmm. Um, Tony and I, we got to figure that out. But what I'm guessing, what we're going to go on... It's some kind of like maybe Billy Gunn retirement run, right? And like when they lose to when they lose the the titles, this is gonna be his Saranara because he's a big guy. And um, when we went to the ATL show up close, he's a big man. When you talk about yeah, because like you know I know he's old, you know what I'm saying? But like he's he's I was telling Brandon when we were there, like he's sixty years old or he's might be sixty plus now. But he ain't somebody you want to mess with, like right. Like if you see this dude, like my, I know, nah, he's like he's a legit 6'5". he's chiseled, he looks like he can go, he looks like he still belongs in the ring. But I'm thinking maybe this might be a, a farewell, run for him, and I'm okay with that, um, because HOB they look menacing, they look hot. I don't know how they came out all white, and their group name's House of Black, but it works for them. So they can rebound from this. There's still going to be a permanent fixture on collision. They're still going to make some noise. and I think they're going to probably eventually get it back. I think this is just part of the story for them.
0: Okay. Let's let's double back to the first two matches. We kind of ran over them really quick. We don't have to spend a, a ton of time on it. I guess we can wait uh, till we kind of go over anything y'all want to talk about until we talk about the main event because that is where the meat and potatoes of this show was. Uh, Joe and Punk. I love that they were having fun out there. Which you can tell Joe was having the time of his life. So that that was awesome to see. I love the, the Cena and Hogan spot that they did together. Um, what So now do we just go to Punk and Starks and like a strap match? Punk or Starks mentioned on Collision that uh, he had the belt in his hand and he made a comment about the belt that he has next week will be even longer. I take that as a strap. Do we get a strap match at All Out in Chicago? And is that something that even interests you right now?
1: I think we're we're missing the co-host, so I'm going to go ahead and go in, in uh, Rhodesia's place. Um, I'm interested in anything that got going on because I think CM, CM Punk and Samoa Joe are. I want more Samoa Joe on my TV screen, so this gets me there. I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, if they have another match and Samoa Joe loses, like this is three straight losses for the King of Television, right? That's kind of weird, but. I'm here for a continuation of their feud. It doesn't seem like this is over between them, um, but I think Samoa Joe needs a win on his next match, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for the women, I thought it was a fun match before the main event. I actually had that down as the most fun match. Not like hard hitting, not best, not you know star ratings, but just in terms of fun, they really told. The threat of the Outcast of Dilly not being what they are, as we know them as, going forward. They started that quick in that match. And and that was the threat throughout that match, which I I enjoyed that. I I thought that was really cool. Uh, So we talked about Soraya winning the title. Do you think the Outcast go forward and it's Ruby and Soraya? Or do they disband this week completely?
1: You know what? At this current stage, I don't know if I would mind if they disbanded. Cause Tony Storm's character is becoming very bizarre to say the least, right? And it doesn't kind of fit with the outcast, what she's kind of doing. Um, I'm not sure what what's next for Soraya from a character perspective as far as her being the champion. I'm not sh- you know, she kinda was a I guess a pseudo face for the Wembley crowd. And with reason, you know, she's you know, well, from there, or nearby, you know, um Ruby seemed to be kind of disappointed with what was going on in the match. I'll be okay with them breaking up um because they're three strong characters, three strong wrestlers, so I think that if you have them apart, you're gonna at least get some some good matches between the three of them um cause the the vision seems like it's getting stronger, you know you got Willow coming up um I didn't necessarily care for Sheeta's second run, super short I'm I think she only had two title defenses, right? And then she already lost it. I mean, it's kind of weird we did that, but maybe at some point we hit a reset button. Um, but I'm all I'm all in on Soraya being champion. I'm all in on her being um, top of the women's division. Um, and I'm all in on Tony Storm's new character. And I think that she can step away from the outcast that allowed that character to kind of flourish a little bit more.
2: Break up the outcast. I almost called him damage control, but break up the outcast. um they're all strong people, like Sean said, alone. You don't need to be in a group. It was already, to me, unbelievable in their stories between um, Tony being the champ and even with um, Ruby. So to me, mm-mm. break them up. And like you said, we'll get some good matches out of them. And so or pair them with other people.
0: And now we know mm-hmm. we get Ruby and Statlander at mm-hmm. All Out Sunday, yeah. which should be a lot of fun. But I'm going to have to assume that's going to play into just whatever whatever they end up doing without yeah. gas. Y'all want to go right right down the, the line of the matches? So next I'm it would sure. be... Alright, so we can go right down the line.
2: Okay, let's go.
0: Hurts my heart to do this.
2: Okay. It does. Okay.
0: Kota Ibushi. Dang. Oh. You've given me Dang. so many Dang. memories. Dang. I've watched you in Okada. Tear
2: the I fucking spray. house down.
0: Kenny and OG Bullet Club more times than I can count at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning. Kota Ibushi, you, sir, are washed. Kota Ibushi, you, sir, need to go away for a little bit. Kota Ibushi. You have been replaced by Takeshna. And Takeshna is a younger, stronger, dare I say better version
2: we of Kodo Bushi? Better. We can't say better. I'm going to say better. No, you can't say better. Maybe you could say today. You could say today better, but you can't say that. Um, Takeshna, who I love, you can't compare him right now to Bushi's legendary career. And I just think that when you mentioned something that Abushi um, was going through some things over the last couple of years, that could still be it. To me, it's hard to believe you were that incredible for that long. Stay away, you are And you are washed now. Stay like, You're right. I'm, I, that was away. my question to ask y'all. What do y'all think about his performance? I was in and out of the match running to get the DoorDash food. But so it's was just like, <laughs>
0: Damn. He was also in and out of the match. Now, to be fair, he looked better than he did at Blood and Guts.
2: He did, yep.
0: And it, it pains me to do this. Yeah. Koda we just go away for like come back at Russell Kingdom time or come back during I don't know what's the next big AEW thing but Takesta is the new and improved you. And it hurts me to say that because Koda Bushi,
2: hold on, with the gunshots it don't seem like it hurts you to say that. You No, don't. it yeah, like, yeah. don't. He was like boom and he like I'm
0: boom. boom. Mm-hmm. I'm here to mm-hmm. be truthful. And anybody think that Koda Bushi didn't look washed. E? Defend it. Defend
1: it, E. All right, see, I got, I got to tell you our plan again. Here's the thing about what's going on with Kota Ibushi. Okay. He was out for t- over two years with a serious injury. He's only had a couple of matches. He has to work himself back into into conditioning. It's going to take some time. That's why he's in these tag matches, right? It allows him to kind of do what he needs to do and splurge. So hopefully, over time, we get back to where we need to be. It's going to get. this going to take a little bit of time. You can't, you know. Sometimes after a career injury, just hop off the bike and hop right back on. It's going to take a little, little bit of time to get to where it needs to be. Okay, it was, still was a good match. Cole and I were still working on it. Okay,
0: trash. <laughs>
2: So See, that's that what match. I just said. Wait, look. You did snack Come yeah, on. I'm just saying. What's Whatever. The good? Well, you cashing right now. Stop. Mm-hmm. Love the
0: uh, mm-hmm. I, I love the the finish of it. Mm-hmm. Kenny's mm-hmm. blowing everybody up, destroying everybody. v triggering here. Cheat victory. Roll up victory. <laughs> I, I originally said I wanted them one-on-one at mm-hmm. All Out. We can still get there. I was hoping, though, it would have been a reason for us to have that one-on-one match. Like, maybe it was some cheating or... Something else like that, but I thought the match was was done well. Both uh, Kenny and uh, Hangman got the superstar treatment. Big entrance with the pyro, which was the first we saw of the night. So that was really, really cool. But overall, I thought that match was really, really good. And really looking at the card. I'll ask your guys' thoughts at the end of the show, but. Every match was at least. Solid. Mhm. Right, and maybe even saying solid is a low bar for this show. We we talked about it at at nauseum. AEW shows we kind of know what we get now with these pay per views. The build may not be the best, but then when it comes showtime they knock it out the park. And I, I, I think they they did that. Uh, next match was a tag match, right? Tag Hey, match. Real,
1: real real quick, guys! Right before we go to the next match, um, that B trigger that uh, Kenny did on the end. Like my God, man. Like those V triggers that, that he that he he does, they they look and sound phenomenal every time. It's like so much impact into it. And then um to his high knee was another Ooh. one. I was like he that, that woke me up.
2: Like, he did like yeah. a Street Fighter move on him. He Straight up he sure did. Yeah. He sure <laughs> did. That was a good one, Rodisha. He sure did.
0: Did uh did Koda Ibushi do anything to wake you up?
2: All right, so the next match was actually our Thank tag team you. match. Um, we were talking about our boy Cash, bang bang. Anything. Anything. I've moved on from that. I got slipped off
0: the rope when they did their Oh,
2: that was Oh man.
1: hey, was hey, and how in a you you may or may not have paid attention to him, I'm sure you did. But how good is Jay White? Like everything he did. He's
0: finally starting to hit what I wanted from him when he first debuted.
1: Yeah, he was really good in that match, right? I wouldn't say he did anything like that was like, you know, like those V-triggers or like that high knee, but everything he did looked good, and he was like in the right place for most things too.
0: Mm -hmm. He's a star, man. He's Mm -hmm. a star. Bullet Club Gold just in general came across as stars. So shout out to them. You were talking about the tag match, Rhodesia. What did y'all think about Bucks and FTR? Uh, just my real quick thoughts. I don't have a, a ton of breakdown on this. I, I thought the story they told in the match was great in terms of we know each other so much. So it was a lot of mirroring of the same moves, a lot of uh, counters to what they were trying to do. I thought the finishing sequence was fantastic, but I thought this was like a match of the year, and it was not. I said on the the, the, the our preview show, I thought this would be one of the best tag matches, even eclipsing FTR and Briscoes. It didn't. Uh, I don't even think this was better than Lucha Bros and Bucks from All Out, uh, was that last year or two years ago? Still a really good match. Really good match. But it it didn't hit that level that I thought it was going to.
2: Same here. So first half of the match, I was like, what is even happening? Like My expectations was my bar was, I guess, so high for it. Um, toward the second half of it, it, it picked up. But just overall, it didn't give me the Young Bucks FTR – this was this is a rubber match, right? Rubber band match or some whatever. Uh, no, I man. thought, it, I'm, I'm calling it rubber band <laughs> matches. Um, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get the, it did not meet my expectations at all. But with that being said, it still was a good match. It was still a solid match. I don't think I would ever really see a bad match from either one of them. But I do put them on just a different level. And they didn't hit that for me at all. Um, the one thing I would say is that um, FTR mm-hmm. was like, they are gonna win, but Young Bucks would be the only one that can kick out of the Shatter Machine. So I guess that was kind of their their way of saying who's the better, because that's how they ended it. Well, now we know who's the best tag team person in, or tag team in the whole world. And but the Young Bucks are like, all right, we'll give you that, but we're gonna kick out of this Shatter Machine.
0: First time ever, wasn't it? They they, that's what they said. They said first time shatter ever. Machine. And <laughs> I thought uh, Dax's reaction was fantastic. He kind of knew what was coming, and. Uh Ryan Ryan in the chat says Hulk Hogan is sober. Huh you know Hulk Hogan is sober. In the chat. Is Hogan in the chat.
1: Yeah, YouTube chat.
0: I don't know. He said Hulk Hogan is sober. I don't think Hogan is ever sober. He's absolutely, I mean he absolutely lies. We're going to talk about that probably on Wednesday's pod. We got to bring that up. There was a Twitter thread where they just brought up all of Hogan's lies. I got to ask y'all probably what your favorite Hogan lie was. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. But uh the the more and more I have a lot of disdain for that guy.
2: Yeah,
0: I do.
1: We, we'll get into it. But, you know, I, I heard for years that he was a liar like that. So it, I wasn't surprised by it. Actually, we'll get into it. Like, I, we'll, get into it. we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, as far as the tag team match, like.
0: Uh, in Wembley, Michael Jackson is standing with you, make a wish kid. You go work your match. The kid comes back. You smell the odor. The kid's dead. Come on, dude. Oh, wait.
2: Dead people, your boy, talking about he wonder if Freddie Mercury was there.
0: Oh, JR? JR absolutely pulled a Saudi. He's like, I wonder if Frank Mercury's here. Like, dude, that's like asking (laughs) WWE to bring Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior to Saudi. Like, no, they've been dead. JR was on one, though. JR, it was one of the matches. He called somebody out for a weak-ass cover. I was like, JR is on one right now. Yep. JR was like, look, my contract is up in a couple yep. months. I'm going to do and say what I want to do.
2: That's hype. That's GOAT. I like that. Yeah. Shout out
0: to the GOAT. <laughs> what were you saying, E, about the tag match?
1: I thought it was really good. Um, I, I was actually surprised that you guys felt that way about the match, but uh, you guys were thinking it would be a match of the year. Yep.
2: Right. And not,
1: not to rub it in, I just didn't feel that way. I thought it was going to be a solid match. I just seen them. And I didn't think that this match is going to live up to what we've seen in the past. Because I guess I, you think about it, the young bucks are kind of—I don't say they're in cruise control. I just feel like they're—they're they're in a good zone in their career. They're in a good zone to where they're going to give you a good, I guess, four-star match. That's where they're at right now. Because mm-hmm. like they—they kind of play the the um, the goodies. They kind of do the the best hits right now. It's almost like they're like an old school team or like a uh, rock concert, to where they're going to come out, they're going to play their sets and. That's what you're going to get. So it's kind of hard to aim for like a five-star match because you're not going to get anything new and exciting from them or anything that's different. You don't get the same kind of thing over and over from them. However, there were a couple things in the match that I really enjoyed that if you are looking for, I guess that five-star match that you might not put that in that category, there was some good wrestling with Dax and yeah. Matt in that wrestling. Cause in, some people might have thought like their, um, what was the belly to back to the, um, the suplex with counters, suplex might have, knee, yeah. yeah, like that was like kind of a thing to where it didn't look good. I think what they're trying to go after was a struggle, like right, like they were struggling to get out of the hold and try to counter, so it didn't look pretty. It didn't like it flowed right, and you saw a lot of that in the match because I uh, I listen to Dax especially on his podcast a lot, and that's the type of wrestling he goes for. The old school, everything's a struggle type of a deal. Um, so if you don't appreciate that type of wrestling, you might not think it's the greatest thing. But I thought the match was good. I will go with a four star or you know three and a quarter or something like that.
0: Well, it goes to what I was saying about they know each other so well. So that's where the struggle is coming from. They know what the other is going to do. And they gave them, it felt like maybe a minute and a half, two minutes of just them kind of wrestling Right in the middle of the ring, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. A couple updates from the scrum. Uh Soraya says she can't wait for Mercedes Monet to finally join them in AEW. Mm. Wow. Um Mercedes is not cleared for Tony Khan. He thought it would be great to have her at all in to take in the show. Um Sareya just talked about how she never thought she'd wrestle again, so how incredible the moment is. So Tony's exact quote about the incident. I can't comment on it at this time beyond what I'm about to say. Yes, there was an incident backstage before we went live on tonight's show. So that was kind of all he said there. Don Callis wants Kenny versus catch at All Out. So there you go. Callis says Kenny hasn't won a big singles match since their split. Then Tony Khan announces it for All Out. Shout out to that. So we get to see that live and in yeah. person. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um... Wow, Orange Cassidy challenges John Moxley at All Out.
2: Yeah, I mean you take However, a fork.
0: It'll be the winner of Cassidy versus Penta against Moxley. So we're getting Cassidy versus Penta at Dynamite and then the winner of that match gets Orange Cassidy at All Out. Uh so that's it for right now. All good stuff. All right. Who's the next match? Stadium Stampede, right? Here
2: we go. I don't
0: know how much I got on it. The only I mean, incredible spectacle, all over the place, fighting everywhere. Uh, Sue is over as she was before.
2: They wasted some perfectly good brownies and desserts. Them probably had some right. Eclairs on there too, probably. Sure
0: did. I did every I need everything over there.
1: <laughs> they had some uh Punk's donuts on that tray.
2: There was not one donut on that tray.
0: <laughs> uh so yeah, only thing I have kind of for that match was just it's time for OC to drop the belt. You can't have that kind of match, and now we know he's gonna wrestle Penta either Penta or Mox at all out. All right. It's time for mm-hmm. Mox to take that title.
1: Hey, that's uh, that skewer spot, bro. That was nasty, man. It's so Crazy. nasty. I didn't appreciate
2: that. Crazy. Uh, and he let to, it stick uh, there. He looked like freaking Hellraiser at one point. Mm, oh my mm-hmm. god. Up. Yeah,
0: oh. I forgot to ask you guys about the Bucks. Are they turning hill? Didn't want to shake FTR's hand at the end. I think that'd be the way to inject some new energy into them, is giving them a hill run.
2: I could see that. You know, like I said, I didn't think, um, I didn't have a thought about it one way or the other. But now, seeing all that, the whole reason why I felt like they didn't shake their hand was because, like, get that out of here. First of all, we ain't cool like that, and I'm mad that we lost for all. The, this was like for all the marbles. So I didn't take anything by them not shaking their hand, but I could see that, and then give them that, that extra little bump or kickstart that they need to to i don't say become relevant but to be just who they are they're the young R- bucks
0: ready's a R- uh, pop quiz yes what does ftr stand for
2: fear that revolver To <laughs> oh,
0: that guy in the crowd Ooh. who had that masterful sign
2: <laughs> chef's kiss <laughs> um they had a whole bunch of awesome go- signs um then in that same area, in that vicinity of that area, there was a lot of good signs um, tonight.
0: There were plans. <laughs> Uh Anything on uh, Stadium Stampede that you guys want to talk about?
2: Nah.
1: I mean, honestly, I don't I don't really like those kind oh. of matches. I'm glad Santana's back, though. I, I was trying to look at the dynamic of uh, Santana <laughs> yeah, and Ortiz. They, they, they
2: just ain't talking to each other. They, they don't rock they, with they each they other. Talk, yeah, they like, hate yeah, each they other. They hate one one each other. They chemistry looks. That kind of made
0: it seem like, okay, maybe Mm. things are cool, but they didn't touch on Wednesday. I don't think they were even in the same area, really.
2: They were in the ring one time together. Yeah. And Uh, that looked awkward.
1: They had a couple double-team moves, but yeah, they they don't look like... They look like somebody not getting along. Yeah.
2: Um, One thing I, I absolutely loved, and that was news to me about who you said Orange Cassidy is going to be fighting this Wednesday, uh, when Penta Escuda came out in his all red, the dark version of Penta, that was pretty sweet. I love that. So for me, that alternate personality, anytime a, a character can have like two personalities at the same time, it takes such a level of genius, I feel. And again, I'm not saying like Penta is a genius, but- for people to believe in that other character because what it takes for you to, to put in your own character to somehow slice that in half and put it somewhere else. I love that. And when it's executed, right. Two thumbs up.
0: I agree. A uh, casket match. I mean, Sting is living legend, still doing what he does. I, again, I don't have much in terms of like kind of breaking the match down or anything. We knew Sting and Darby wasn't going to lose, When Ar Fox got pulled, we knew that Swerve would end up being the the fall guy. I don't think he loses anything at all, though. He came across in that match to me. He came across as the guy. This was one of the once again. If I had never watched AEW from his entrance being wrapped to the ring and who kid being there, shot to who kid. What up, G Unit? uh, For sure. Uh, If if I had never watched AEW and people are telling me like, oh, this guy Sting is like a legend. You got to go see his old stuff. I would walk away and be like, man, but who is that swerve guy? Yeah, He seems like.
2: He was a king when he came out and he got, um, after he came down the ramp and he got on the outside of the apron before he went in and he does this look, you know, the top. I'm like, he looks like a king.
0: Got the microphone and said, whose house? A few times, like, all that means something. That, Mm That goes to, you can tell where people are slotted by entrances on these big arena shows and things of that nature. I have no worries about where he's going to be at. But he did take the fall. And then, like, how poetic justice is it that Darby hits the coffin drop on a coffin
2: to win the match? So poetic. And that guy, it with his hands taped up.
0: I worry about the movie. What was the movie we just talked about with uh, Sharie Theron on Netflix? Uh, Which we one? just watched it. Old Guard. Uh, they were like, yeah, the Old Guard. We're like, yeah. they're like superheroes. Yeah, and they can't get hurt until they can get hurt, so they they can live like hundreds of years, and then just one day they get shot. <laughs> hey, hey, like, hey oh. we don't
2: give away the movie. Well, people hopefully they've
0: seen it. That movie's old. We're I think we're probably the last people on planet Earth to see that movie. <laughs> but it basically it goes like, Hey, they're like superheroes and then uh until they're not. And then when they're not, they gotta figure out like, oh man, that stab won't hurt me. My fear is that's what's gonna happen to Darby. I think Darby is like a superhero yeah. that just can't get hurt. Yeah. And one day he's gonna take like a simple body slam and he's gonna be like,
2: I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't body, wanna wish my that. Body just broke down on me. But watching him do that And how his hands is tied, the nip-ups, the going out the ring. I lose, my contact falls out. I can't breathe, smell, hear, walk. But his hands is tied behind him, and he can still do all that. I thought that was cool, and then how Sting broke it, too. I mean, it's like just, I I don't think I can talk more about Sting than what I do now. Again, I I was not privileged to watch his, I guess, his first half of his run. But him coming over to AEW... Man, I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed by him.
1: I gotta tell you guys something right now. Swerve Strickland is a star, and he is going to be the first Black <laughs> WWE World Champion. Let's
0: go.
1: He, I, I was, a, I, of course, I'm. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, shout out to Lewis Roman uh, in the chat on YouTube. He asked who our favorite wrestlers were. Uh, my favorite wrestler is Cody Rose, but one of my favorite wrestlers, maybe two or three, is Swerve Strickland. And he came across, as Matt said, as a star, like the entrance, um, his look, his presentation, the way he can command the crowd. He had that whole Wembley's arena shouting Swerve's house. There you
0: go, E. You You asked about 15 minutes ago, do you put S's on the end go. of your words?
2: He did that time. And my Wembley's. good man
0: you just did. It is Wembley Stadium. You said Wembley Stadium. So Renee's
1: no, right. no 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 no. It's no, Wembley's it? Wembley Stadium.
2: No, he's
1: no, it's 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 his stadium.
2: No, it's not. Hold on, but I want to get back to the question about favorite wrestler. So I got five. Roman, 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 Roman. Five times five times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know that. But no,
0: and then Garcia.
2: No, uh, no, who, no. Who who did it better? Who did it better? I, was it Dax? Dax? Dax was wasn't it Dax who was twerking? Oh, who else was twerking? twerking? On,
0: yeah, he was twerking on Twitter last week. Yeah, oh I'm right, like yeah. So these likes anybody that moves their pelvis. There we go. Um, I mean from AEW, mine of course is MJF. I think MJF is. I think he proved again tonight that there was a shadow of the doubt. He's Russell of the year for AEW. Um in WWE, my favorite would probably be. I don't know if I have a favorite right now, to be honest. Like, like a clear-cut favorite. I really enjoy LA Knight. I enjoy Cody. I enjoy Roman, Seth, uh Finn, you know, but I don't I don't think I have like a just a top-top guy in WWE.
2: Who do y'all think my favorite wrestler in AEW is? Hmm.
0: Do they wrestle tonight, or
2: are you asking? Because you, you I'm asking because I don't think I really know myself.
0: Your favorite mm. is probably mm. if Osprey was AEW talent, it would be Osprey.
2: You think so? Yep.
0: Oh, uh, mm. when Kenny's actually being
2: pushed is Kenny. Yeah. Okay. It's
1: funny you guys call me an AEW hater when a majority of my favorite wrestlers are in AEW. But, they're not. but also.
2: But we have Nana, that you're a hater. We have received. We have 58 episodes prior to this <laughs> that gives you the receipts. <laughs> he on no no no, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's it old no, no, ass no, no, no. news. I forgot. My bad. My
1: yeah, bad. it's old. It's old people. Old news. Not understanding that. Right. I just don't like the creative on right. Dynamite. Um, Prince Nana. He, I don't. I didn't. I didn't like him. I didn't like. I want to like him. I, I I I don't like him. I I want to like him. However, in this match, he seemed efficient as a manager. He he had some purpose in that match. I mean, he pushed that coffin in the ring with some purpose. I don't know what I don't know why that impressed me, but he put some pressure on that coffin when he pushed it. And I was like, all right, go ahead, Nana, because actually I thought we were kind of hyping. I almost thought we might see a swerve win for a second, but then I should have known by how things were going.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can.
1: You can't do that.
0: You you gotta give Sting and Darby that moment. Especially if Darby's in a title match on At All Out against Luchasaurus. Speaking of Osprey, that first like three minutes of that match, he basically told Jericho, get down and lay down. Yeah. He was, I'm going full tilt. Keep up if you can. If you can't. Too Sorry bad. for you. About I, I got a I I point to prove
1: yeah.
0: in this match. He slowed down a little bit, you know, when Jericho started getting some offense in. But not going to lie. Match was better than what I thought. I still I, wasn't really emotionally <laughs> invested in it, yeah. but match was better than I thought. And boy, did the right person win. I am very happy that Jericho did not win that match.
2: But one, only one critique about that match outside of... Osprey not wearing sweatpants. The only, the only thing about it, the only, the only thing I didn't like about it was Ma'am. you get Don, who did his hillish things to try to interrupt the ref. Then you also then had Sammy come and hit him with a seal. So it was just like, who's really the bad guy? Who's really the good guy? And I know that it was going up leading into this. Osprey was the bad guy. And of course, Osprey can't be bad in his home country. Um, but that to me was just not, the only one thing I would say was a little bit off to me. But overall, for it to be a Jericho match, I thought the match was real solid. I didn't watch it. All right. All right. <laughs> Next Made matches. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were talking about trios matchup. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Main event time. So we start with uh, better you, baby wins the ROH title. I came out here and complained and moaned that.
2: Yep, you sure not did. There been
0: two matches on this show. Mm-hmm. Guess what? After the show. I still feel that exact same way. Boo. I don't think that that match added anything to the main event. It didn't.
2: But I don't think it took away from the main event where I thought it would take away because you're getting the, the top one and two guys um, first pop away in the, in the buy-in. I don't even know it's called the buy-in anymore, but you're getting zero it in zero hour. You're getting it in zero hour. I don't think it took anything away from the main event. So you're right. It didn't add to the main event, but I don't think it, it was just a net zero. Did
0: it matter to you at all, E watching the entire show?
1: I you know what? I actually didn't see the um ROH tag match. Um I tuned into the zero hour uh probably in the last three minutes. Um but the match was fine to me. So what did you guys overall think about the main event match itself? Because it was we talk about we want more stories, right, out of AEW, and that match was more about the story than the move. So what did you guys think about the, the match itself? So.
2: Well, that's where we're getting at now. I thought the match was incredible. I thought the production of the match was great. I, I already knew that there was going to be some kind of tomfoolery in his, in at the ending. Something was going to have to happen. We know that already. And I thought the five more minutes and then MJF saying, no. I'm thinking he's about to put his, his foot in the ground like, nope, nope. And what did he do? He said, nope, not this is sudden death until we get us a clear winner. So just like all of that, the Panama sunrises, the spot with Bryce. I mean, just Roddy coming out. I thought that match was produced beautifully. I thought the actual work in the ring was great. And I also thought that the story that they told was great. By far, this was match of the night. And this absolutely, to me, sewed all in.
0: Give, uh, Give Roddy a Comedian of the Year award. He's got it locked down already. We got three months left in the year. My man walked away. Actually, he stomped away.
2: <laughs> he did stomp. Like a, a woman box. that didn't get her
0: way after she just knew she was going to get her way. He stomped away like that. I laughed so hard when that happened. Um, I thought the main event was worthy of AEW's biggest show in history. I agree. To answer your question about that. And they proved again, story at the end of the day is what we care about. There was a uh, a video that e I think you had like copied me on it on Twitter. Uh earlier today. It was the one I forgot what show it was at. And this guy does a like a 360 flip into a DDT. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a d- tag team match. You can tell it wasn't a finish because you can tell when there is a finish. It cuts off after the move. One of the one of the craziest moves you will ever see in the ring and not a person in the arena. Jumped up, moved, screamed. It was just like they, they just saw a wrist lock. They, they saw a regular clothesline. And here you got Adam Cole and MJF putting over a kangaroo kick, which is a drop kick. That gets the loudest reaction up to that point. And granted, we had only seen you know some fluff before the yeah. ROH match. And then the double clothesline spot was a finish to a tag team title match. Then they harkened back to it in the main event, call their own double clothesline spot where that was the finish of the match before and, and they the, say no, let's run back.
2: Real quick, that double clothesline, it's funny how it was interpreted a different way. <laughs> you know, Adam tried to do it and then MJF tried mm-hmm. to do it. The double clothesline. And it, that's what was really, really clever.
0: That's beautiful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Beautiful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I mean, I, I've talked about MJF. It's, I, mean, I can't talk about him... Much more than what I have already. His matches typically have like specific callbacks. This match had that from mm-hmm. uh, some of the things that he's done in previous matches, and they had a lot of callbacks to him and Adam Cole. To when Cole tried to console him, when MJF took the pin, when yeah. they lost the, the the tag team opportunity title for the AEW belts against FTR, it was in reverse. Almost some of the stuff was like word for word. They look, they still love you. You know, you, you tried, you gave it, you gave it your all, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Thought thought it was incredible. Uh, I was on my, I was on the edge of my seats. Like, okay. How do you do this properly? Mm-hmm. Because we talked about it. Anything in MJF did, he wouldn't turn heel in front of that crowd. Because Adam Cole has shown numerous times leading up to this, that I'm going to do whatever it takes. So if MJF cheats, if he used the ring, Okay. Adam Cole tried to kill that man.
2: First off, the brain buster on the still steps. That right there, you forget you ripping his shirt off. At that point, when you did that to me, if I'm MJF, then we're no longer friends. That was so unnecessary. So unnecessary.
0: It was a lot. (laughs) Uh, So you had that. There was so many spots in that match where I kept thinking, like, okay, what I don't want to happen, because I'm really big into this MJF needs to be a face. You guys have been listening to the show long enough. I have been on this since all out of last year in Chicago when his video played and he came out and got the biggest pop of the night after CM Punk had just won the championship against Moxley. I said, they need to make this guy face. Didn't go with it that time. And I've been banging that drum since, Hey, if you want to take AEW to the next level in terms of content Et cetera, et cetera, Make MJF the face. We're finally getting it. And what do you know? It's the best, one of the best storylines we've seen from AW in years and years and years outside of anything else that he's done with punk and, and Moxley and, and whoever else. Um, so I can I, I was sitting there worried like, man, don't go back heel because the, what could have happened was Cole could have won. And then he said, see, as soon as I trust somebody, they, they turn on me. I'm never trusting anybody else again. Then he goes back heel. That didn't happen. Um, so probably what I'm most excited for and happy about is that it's not over. So as much as I didn't think and don't think that ROH match was needed on the actual show itself, now we know it's not over. There's much more story they can tell. And if they want to, they can run this story a year if they wanted to, if they really, really wanted to. Because at the end of the day, all this story is about is friendship now.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And you're right, it tethered them together, their ROH championship. Again, we're we're not done. And it gives you now the luxury to play around with that, where you can keep them always. If you need to pull out the storyline right now, you can, because they're tag team champs. Or if you want to push it out a little bit longer, then you have that time to build up to it. I think this was a great idea for them to get those belts. And I didn't quite see the value of it before, but just depending on if they do this right and tell the story right, I think this was actually a great idea.
1: Yeah, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I know I love me some story in the match. It was very interesting to see a uh, conflicted MJF going back and forth on um, the power driver response, et cetera. And you see that, you know, Adam Cole, was not he didn't have that same com- nope. confliction, right? He was doing whatever he needed to do to try to win that match, right? And Except at the end, he, he was... Built right, Except for at, the end, right? Yeah. at the very end right and at the end you know it was almost the match was over at that point right so it was like all right look you know this was about the title right now this is this is my friendship so it's a it's a great story um are you guys happy that they're continuing the friendship story with this match um and where do you think we're getting next
2: i think i'm happy with it um just like i said as far as i'm glad that they're now tethered together it's going to be up to AEW writing to, to write the story for me, but I'm actually really happy that they won the ROH championship. And then with MJF staying the champion, I think it allows us just to prolong the story and prolong, not in the bad way, but they, it allows us to stretch this out how we need to versus them being an ROH champion. And then now Adam Cole has the belt and now that's telling a whole different kind of story. I still like mass favorite line. There's still a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to, the two of them being friends, so I, I like this a lot. Where it's gonna go from there, I don't know. I think that. Um, hey,
1: real quick, before, before you go, um, and you might can answer this question too, Matt. um, Brandon yep, in the I'm chat have you, yep. has a question. Um, yeah, do it, you,
0: it went right to what you just asked.
1: Yep. You know, and like, maybe Rodicia, you can uh, maybe try making after uh, Matt is done too. Uh, He put, do you think this storyline was always in the cards? Or did AEW hit a lick with the popularity that emerged from the pairing?
0: I think the storyline was always in the cards. Now, do I think they may have pivoted to make it longer? Okay. Yes. Because the plan from day one could not have been, we're going to have MJF and Adam Cole win the ROH tag team titles after buying for the AEW tag team titles. Because if you look at just that, that's a consolation prize. So as much as I love this entire storyline, if there was anything I could flip, I wish they would have the AEW tag team titles cuz nobody cares about the ROH tag
2: team titles. <laughs>
0: but maybe, maybe be now.
1: Nobody. Now. Nobody baby.
0: It's elevated now cuz it's on Cole and MJF, but the actual titles themselves doesn't matter. It's now that they're just champions together is what matters. So in his next question, I think, do you think, um, how long, yeah. How long do you think the storyline will will run for? Uh, I think they can go for a very long time because now each your point of what's next, does Cole deserve a rematch? I don't think so. Was there anything in that match where you'd say, Hey, Cole has a right to a a rematch. No. Immediate rematch. Mm
2: -mm.
0: No. Right. No. So now, okay, now we can maybe pivot from Cole buying for that world title. Now he can focus on the tag team. Now MJF can focus on that, and along with whatever his next challenge is going to be, which I have no idea. Easy money, smart money would be real world champion, a heel CM Punk versus we're, the face. We
2: already got a, a heel CM Punk, just saying.
0: MJF. Hmm. I mean, I'm just... Lean into that is what I'm saying.
2: That's the smart money, but I don't
0: know know if they want to do that right now this moment because that's a lot to have MJF feuding with Punk along with being tag champs with Adam Cole. It's kind of like maybe putting your eggs in too many baskets, but if what he's saying is still true, his contract is still up January 1, 2024. He said it again on the Hot Wings show that him and Cole was on to promote All In. If that is... Factual, factual. You may need to start planning worst case scenario storylines. After All Out, the next big show is Full Gear in November. Full gear. And then they're done until, in terms of like pay-per-views, then they're done revolution. until Revolution in February. Which is after that January 1 time, time frame. I'm sure Tony's gonna do whatever he needs to do to keep MJF. I don't think MJF's going anywhere. He's not. But I think they gotta start thinking that. From a storyline perspective, for sure. But other than uh, Punk, where they're vying for who's the real champion, is there anybody else you could see challenging MJF right now for that world title?
2: Uh, Real quick, let me answer the question. So, It's hard for me to believe when we knew Punk was coming back that at your biggest show of, of all times, the biggest wrestling show of all times, that you wouldn't have MJF and CM Punk headline it. Even so much in July, I was even saying that I hope that they continue the story with Adam Cole because I would feel like they would do that a disservice, one, for ending that story line between MJF and Adam Cole to jump to Punk. So I think that they thought originally, whenever that original was, that they wanted MJF and Punk to be all in. I do believe that in my heart of hearts. But when they saw that they, they struck gold being Adam Cole and MJF, that's when they said, oh, you know what, let's keep this going. Um, as far as how long I think their reign is going to be, at least to full gear, I think, as far as them going back and forth with each other. And I think that aligns perfectly for if um, MJF does leave and go to presumably WWE. Uh, it gives them time to kind of build to that. Now, what did you just ask, Matt?
0: What's next for MJF? Is there anybody else that you want to see him feud with outside of CM Punk right now?
2: That would be it. That would be it. I and mean, we got to get to that story.
0: E.
1: Swerve's house, but I don't want to see Swerve lose. And,
0: and it's coming off a loss, too. So he, yeah. he would have to be built up in some type of, if it's a number one contendership match or a tournament or something like that.
2: Oh, no, no. Oh, we, no. I, no I like, they can. No yeah. tournaments where you win the tournament and you don't win the championship. No.
1: No. That's, that I was, I was just going to say, that's an easy fix for them. Look, number one is wrestling, and no. we don't care about people, we don't care about the, their last loss. Like wins and losses don't matter in wrestling anymore. We know that, and they can easily. How about and we can, and we can easily. We this company loves eliminators, title eliminator matches. We, we we probably got one going, starting for next dynamite, title eliminator, right? And Swerve he when he wins that and he goes on to, to face um, MJF, which actually might be a nice storyline for him, right? It could, it, could, it could be a nice, you know. Thing for, him. but it seems like we're not. We got unfinished business with Roddy and the Kingdom coming up for these guys, and I don't know if there are credible threats to a MJF and Adam Cole, Roddy and the Kingdom.
2: But they could be credible to win the ROH Championship, since y'all said that right. the ROH Championship right. nobody care about,
0: and, and that's the thing. But I, I do hope that that's not the blow off, and this is to get the waste tax titles on Kingdom, and then we move on from Cole and MJF. I hope that's not the case. I think they know what they have at this point. You ended your biggest show in history with a hug in the middle of the ring. I think they know, like, okay, there's a lot left that we can do with this story. Mm-hmm. But to your swerve point, you're not going to like it, but there's, there's a better shot of Darby beating Luchasaurus at all out, and then swerve taking the belt off of Darby. I see that. Than yep. anything related yep. to MJF and swerve anytime soon.
1: Hey, if it gives me a swerve win, I'm all for it.
2: So that, that was the show overall. Oh, uh, wait, we forgot one big thing. What? Bryce practically dying after every count.
0: <laughs> no, that's 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 the school of Earl Heppner. Ah, if you want to see how he refereed properly after right. a big bump in you're a major right. match, go look on Peacock or the network wherever you live. <laughs> And pull up one of them old school Hogan matches where Earl Hefner is the referee. You could even go back to Austin, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. find this man, you probably type in, type in Earl Hefner ref bunk, and then just watch the ref, rest of the match after that. <laughs> Earl was good for giving you that slow, dramatic, I'm dying, but I still got to do my job. <laughs> one, two, three type count. So mm-hmm. shout out to Bryce. Bryce took. Uh, every sunrise, single thing under the
2: sun. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, that match was man, that match it was it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Down yeah. to the throwing the table, no, you cheat. The chair, the chair, you No, you
2: cheat. Like, <laughs> MJF throwing it on, putting it on his neck and dropping down. <laughs> awesome, awesome
0: stuff, man. So let's wrap it up. Uh, overall thoughts on this show, and would you say the overall show? Now we gotta throw out, of course, the bill, Did this show line up to being AEW's biggest show in history?
2: Overall thoughts on this show, I would put it at like a, a, originally I said a seven, but because that main event was so good, I bring it up to like eight and a half. Uh, eight? no, I'll bring it to eight. Um, and to answer your question, no, it did not live up to AEW's greatest show. I've seen some Double or Nothings, some All Outs, the hell, Full Gears, Revolutions, I me, mean, all the big ones. I've seen a lot of
1: great show i'm gonna give it two thumbs up and just put it that way i thought it was a great show great matches um there's only one match i didn't want to see that's because jericho was in it i love most of the finishes i'm actually i love that there's there's patience in this adam cole and his mjf thing right that they're kind of trying to extend this out a little bit um, kudos to them for that um great bit of history uh, we're getting another all in at Wembley next year, so great for them. I think a mission accomplished because uh, we had great matches, we had some great finishes, we had some uh, some title changes. That's always big on the show. So I would say, yeah, I, I think it. I think it hit where it needed to hit.
0: I agree. I uh, no, this wasn't their best show in history but it lived up to this being their biggest show. Once again, I look at it as if somebody watched for their first time, they would watch AEW next week. Yeah. I can't see But I've seen, I've seen
2: a lot of pay- pay-per-view, PLEs, whatever, of AEW that if I just saw that, I would also watch next week as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that wasn't in front of 80,000. I'm, I'm only going off of this was legit the, their biggest show in history. Mm-hmm. Did the show live up to it? And I think it did live up to it. Interesting. Yep, I would give it two thumbs up. Also, a couple of uh, quick notes before we get out of here. That whole tangent we just talked about. Hey, what's the pay per view schedule? That's changed already. Uh, There is going to be a pay per view on October first from Seattle. It's called AW Wrestle Dream Uh in honor of a Tony Antonio Inoki. That's pretty cool.
2: Wrestle what? Wrestle Wrestle Dream. dream? Yep. Okay.
0: Mm. So that's September. November 18th, or October, excuse me. November 18th is Full Gear from LA. That was already kind of out there. Uh, He says, he was asked about changing the AEW pay-per-view business model.
2: So what, like a Saturday?
0: Tony confirms that WBD and AEW have been in discussions regarding their pay-per-view model.
2: Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Oh, just adding more pay-per-views. Oh, okay.
0: Yep. Yep, adding more pay-per-views. So now that we know they're adding a pay-per-view in October, I guess you can completely throw away about (laughs) five minutes of...
2: The last seven minutes of us talking. What we just talked about.
0: (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Uh, What else, guys? What else y'all got before we get up out of here?
2: Again, the luxury we have of watching some really good wrestling, like, all the time. Yeah.
0: Yep. 100%. If you are not a J.J. fan, I don't know how you were not ecstatic that there is viable competition mm-hmm. out there. A the show just had over eighty thousand fans in attendance. We are getting, which should be a big dynamite Wednesday. We are getting a collision on Saturday. We're getting all out, all out on uh, Saturday. We're getting S- AEW or Sunday. We're getting A or WWE payback on Saturday. WWE's doing huge business. AEW's doing huge business. This is fantastic for any wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you could not have been over the moon with WWE's creative a few years ago. You just couldn't have. And But we were force fed it because besides Impact, unless you wanted to go to Indies and keep up with that, that was all we had in America. Now we have options. And tonight I think absolutely cemented that they are here in terms of AEW. Hell oh, yeah, e- they are. E You are here, sir. You and Tony. Thank you guys for your contributions. We we appreciate you, man. Well, I need
2: a paycheck then, if that's the case. Tony, we now it it,
0: it, and now it really is about the follow up. We did it because as good as this show was in the moment, Mm -hmm. they got to make Soraya
2: Trios viable champion. The trios,
0: the trios championship has got to make sense. Yep. Follow up to MJF Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. Where does Jericho? Go from here. Sammy he tried to give him the raise your hand. He skipped out on that. What happens with the Bucks? Where does Kenny and Tequesta go after here? Where does Swerve go after here? There is a lot of
1: calm Nana's uh, ass question down. Question
0: marks. There's a lot of question marks that is going to make this either go to the next level in terms of entertainment, or we're sitting here going we'll to be benching the morning on on the next couple podcasts talking about they had a prime
2: opportunity and and they blew it.
1: Jack Perry becomes the next biggest heel in the company.
0: And is Jack Perry?
2: Even oh, in is he the company? in the company at this point?
0: Is he even in the company?
2: Well, WWE will hire him. I think you were on Twitter the other day talking about something you you just missed WWE signings. You're going to probably get one Tuesday morning, Mr. Jack Perry, over to WWE. Hey, look,
1: hey, look. We we seen um, what's my man? Uh, uh Tay Tay's uh husband, Sammy. 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 Sammy has some heat a little while ago, like about what was it six months ago, a year ago, when he was getting his ass beat left and right backstage. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. all right, and he he became a big heel. Jack gonna be just fine.
0: Uh, Tony Khan said that they are keeping all out and all in a week apart next year because he likes
1: because
0: oh, sh-
2: nah. he likes who. <laughs> he,
0: he, 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 no,
1: he no he likes yeah. money.
2: He like that. As long as they give us the all, they give us the better show every time. I'm okay. No, with as it. long
0: as. Next year, all in is on Max. Wow. <laughs> this works. Yeah. This absolutely works. Uh, I did. I just real quick, when we get out of here. I do want to say, and we know, uh, Wade Keller's reporting has been a little shaky last couple of weeks on things he's talked about. But this is what he said about the Punk and Perry thing. Our sources indicate Punk got in Perry's face and asked if they had a problem. As words were exchanged, Punk pie faced Perry and then restrained him in a face lock and threw some punches at him before he was pulled off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's a pie face? Oh, 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 pie face. Yeah,
1: the Roman, the Uso.
2: Get out of here. So what y'all think? Don't pie face me, I'm probably gonna gonna hit you with a bat.
1: (laughs) Hey man, CM Punk Punk had a good day, man. He done, he, he, he whooped some ass backstage. He whooped some, ring, some ass in the ring, and he got paid. Not bad, not bad. No way that
0: can be. If that's true, and he they still told Jack to go home and kept Punk backstage.
1: Oh my god! Son of a bitch! Get him out of my sight! Get him out of here you know what we do?
2: We should do Get him out of my, my sight! And, uh, we should do an over and under 30 days before the next time we hear of a new situation where punk is the common denominator in. oh this week <laughs> no i with a new person not with any current beats he got this week <laughs> jack's
1: jack Spire.
2: he's, jack he's <laughs> son of a bitch get him out of my sight so, he's, do, you're, best gonna you're gonna get punk
0: Backstage two times this week,
1: minimum being collision and all Oh, out. I forgot about that. So yeah, you're right. Too. Hey, he gonna he gon' he gon' hey, watch on collision next week. He gonna talk to some old Joe. because I'ma beat your ass like I did Jack, and then get you fired, <laughs> just like him. Is that what you want? Look, it's gonna it's gonna be some good promos. Let's go, pump. I don't
2: want to wish my life away at all, but man. You, you- 10 years in advance right now, and we get this dark side of the ring, the true story behind CM Punk and AEW. Oh man, I cannot wait. I do <laughs> so all of this comes like,
0: out. All joking aside, Tony, you gotta figure this out, dude. I don't it, it doesn't matter who's at who's at fault here. The biggest show you guys have ever put on and you have talent that are more worried about personal issues. the greater good of what this show is supposed to be to me out of all that i don't care if jack was wrong i don't care if punk was wrong maybe one day we'll find out relatively soon exactly what happened even then it's still the point of this should be guys where was the rah-rah speech an hour before this show of look i know we've had issues before but we are about to take this company to the next level look what is out here this is the biggest show ever in wrestling history let's all come together now if Tony did that and this still happened that's even more of an issue but Tony you got to figure it out man because this is not going to end well and now and now you're going to have your locker room either on eggshells or you're going to have your fan base on eggshells every week thinking about what's going to happen this week what's going to happen this week either way is us. and we know
2: that every locker room has issues every place of business has issues we know that already but it's why does it keep coming out
1: not like this why is it coming out we talk about practice not a game game. not a game we We talk about practice
0: so Mm. here it is alright anything y'all want to talk about so we'll be back on Wednesday traditional show Wednesday we know we're gonna have Monday Night Raw we're gonna have to preview all out and payback you may not even know any more matches for All Out, but what we just announced here on this show. But whatever, we'll do that. And I do want to talk about that whole piece and just ask you guys what was the best lie on there. Because that was a great
2: piece. I can make up a lie and y'all won't even know. Shout out so to many.
0: all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys, our day ones, anyone who just found us today follow us on twitter at that's fnw of course you are if you're watching the live stream you know we are on youtube if not we are on youtube that's freaking wrestling we also just started our instagram also at that's fnw that's everything take us home guys
2: thank y'all for watching and listening and we'll see you next time peace